Welcome to the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs show, a safe place for women to heal and grow, where we discover our value, share our tears as we go through the hard times and rise up as we become empowered to meet our challenges head on. Just before we dive into today's interview, seeing as this is the last episode for 2020 and 2020 has just been an absolutely monumental year, unprecedented and absolutely unprecedented year in terms of what has happened with the global health pandemic and um, the impacts that this has had on so many people around the world um it's been a huge year there's been a lot of loss this year there's been a lot of challenges and it has been a very trying year on many different levels it's been very trying in terms of physical health it's also been very trying in terms of mental health and um just as we close 2020 I just wanted to just give thought to the year that has been and that this year has also held a a silver lining in the cloud for many people and it has been an opportunity to find something good and positive to um, hold on to in life and perhaps to make some changes in life to align your life with what you deserve and what you need. It's created a shift in people's priorities and it has really helped people to see the value in connection and in being supported in the things that they're going through. And I think one of the stigmas that's been lifted because of these challenges that we've faced because of COVID is to say, it's okay to have challenges and issues with mental health and it's okay to actually reach out for support and to have conversations about what's really going on in your life and it's really okay to reassess what is going on in your life and to look at what you want to change in your life because life is short life is precious and we want to make the most of these days that we're given on this planet no matter how many days that is for each of us so i encourage you to take this time which is a time of reflection to really think about what is important to you what matters what is going to make your heart sing what is going to help you to rise above your challenges and I just want you to know that I am here for you that I'm somebody who's been through many of the challenges that you may be facing and I'm somebody who has come out the other side of those challenges and I'm now very very happy in my life and I have no regrets about taking the hard path that I took to break away from the cycle of abuse that I was in and I just want you to know that if you think that it's something that you can't do that I'm an example of somebody who thought that and actually didn't feel that there was any way out of my situation 
but I found a way and it wasn't easy but I did find that a way out and a way forward and one of the most vital things to me being able to move forward and to start rebuilding a foundation for my own life to then have that foundation to build upon to really recreate my life and have a new and beautiful life was tapping into support and really not trying to do everything on my own not trying to do everything in my own strength and the more I learned to do that the easier things became for me and for my children and the more connected and supported I felt in what I was going through so I'm here for you I encourage you I have a three-month program I am going to offer the same gift that I offered in my Christmas episode for one listener to come on board with me and go through three months worth of coaching to help you going through your challenges to help you get through those things and get you unstuck to help get you unstuck to help you get moving forward in the right direction again to get you back in control of your life and making choices that are good for you and will give you a bright future that's my wish for you is I want you to have a bright future and I want you to know that it can be possible and when you have that support around you, it is so much easier to create that bright and beautiful future for yourself. So I'm here for you. I care about you and what you're going through. And that's my motivation for being here and doing this podcast. I wish you well, and I hope that you enjoy today's interview. Much love. Just a caution. If you feel unsafe at any time, please stop listening. You can come back anytime you are in a safe place to listen to the rest of the podcast. Your safety is the most important thing to consider. What happens when a woman takes power? Okay, on today's show, I have Alexandra Olszewski, Caitlin Foley, Diana Lawrence from the vocal group Artemisia. I stumbled on this group when a friend shared their song, What Happens When a Woman? And this song spoke so strongly to me in my mission to help women rise from whatever difficult circumstances they might be facing to rise to their highest value. Today, I am very lucky to have the girls on the podcast to chat about putting their mission to put women's stories first through vocal music and singing and songwriting to empower women. I absolutely love their mission. As a singer, I know the healing power of music and how it can resonate with us on a very deep and profound level to speak straight to our heart. Artemisia, thank you so much for being on the show today. I'm so grateful that you are here to have this chat with me today. Can you please tell us a bit about yourselves and how the three of you came together with this shared vision to empower women? Alex, you want to take this one? (laughs) Sure. Um, Well, Sandy, it's so, we're so excited to be here. We just 
we're drawn in right away to your mission. And I mean, a lot of the, the reasons we started um, come out of the same home. Um, we you know, all come from the background of singing classical music and um, working in the worlds uh, of classical music. But we found one another um, in in an environment where we were asked to create a concert and we had no nothing to go off of at the time. Um, but when we when we got to get, I I had. Can someone else take just start? I like I will. I'll yes, totally. Get, I'll get there. I promise. <laughs> oh God, yes. Don't even worry. <laughs> well, okay. So actually, that you gave such a good start, Alex, because the interesting thing about our group actually is that um, us as individuals all kind of come from this classical background, as Alex said, um, but we all wanted something a little bit more. Um, honest and true to what we really who we really were as people I think and we wanted to explore other um types of music other genres other sounds other styles and we all felt a kind of missing part of our classical education and in that way we kind of bonded with each other and we're like hey um can we maybe be a little more have a little more self-autonomy in our musical careers you know can we maybe explore these other things which sometimes weren't the most encouraged by our you know by our different programs or degrees that we or, or teachers that we studied with um you know can we use our voice in different ways and um in doing so we kind of like explored around and um landed on this concept of singing um music from a lot of different world traditions um in a like vocal like like a, from a singer's perspective of how do we make these sounds how do we execute how do we listen you know and really like prepare our minds for, for to, to like kind of enter this different vocal culture for a little while and how do we best represent that to our audience and in doing that we um we started um tying them all together by um saying you know what what's like the bigger message of this and what kind of stories can we be telling and and i think we we each all have a desire to be storytellers as well as just singers um and so we use kind of these vocal colors and traditions and this real research to um you know also address like what is this song what is the social purpose of this song that we you know maybe is, didn't grow up singing and we don't really know a lot about it but what, what it, what's its function and how does it relate to this other song that we learned and we you know this other song from a different country or a different culture and how do these all interweave and we started making these concerts that were um very narrative based so it's kind of like a play with music on stage but more music than play I, but um and that really came from diana actually had this great idea um to um start kind of asking these bigger questions with our shows and our and our music and diana you can talk about that sure so uh like caitlin said we all come from a classical music background but uh but I, I also, well, I guess all of us really come from a classical music background, but one that encourages stage performance as well. Like you're not just singing like in a choir. We are also all performers and, and some level actors and theater involved people. Um, I come from a background where I've done a lot of musical theater and a lot of uh, 
composing more recently. I didn't start that way, but um, I got some good encouragement to start writing my own music. And then when I um, and Caitlin and Alex started working together, we realized both that we wanted to cut across cultures uh, with the way that we sing um, in, a, in a way that asks questions about, in, in particular, about women around the world and what they have in common, and how can we tell a more unified story of women and ask more unified questions about women all over the world by, 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 by having music from female perspectives all in the same concert but from different parts of the world and different time periods. Uh, so we had that in mind. And then also we realized in doing so that there are holes in that narrative because women are not present in their own narratives sometimes in our history and in our present day. And we decided we need to write what we don't hear and see. Uh, and so I was already starting to do some of that with encouragement from others in my life. And I realized I wanted to pay that forward and get this group doing that more. And, uh, and, and we're also just as a sidebar, perhaps, performers are often told that, oh, you perform, you don't write. Um, and I think some of that, some of that in particular, I think applies to women. Like you do this and you don't do that. Mm -hmm. I think women are told that a lot. Um, and so we decided let's cut across those expectations. Let's, let's do all the things we want to do, despite what we've been told we can and can't do. And let's see what happens. And this is what's happened. <laughs> we, get to, we get to do so many different things, uh, and express all of who we are on stage uh, and and behind the scenes as writers, as dramatists, as uh, singers, as researchers um, and, and students of world culture um, and students of, of female presence in society. We get to do all those things at once um, and ask those questions with music. That's absolutely wonderful. I'm so glad that you gave yourselves permission to explore uh, you all work in a very creative field which had um, the construct and constraints that might have held you back with expectations of um, your particular genre that you uh, were trained in and it's so good to see that you allowed yourselves that as I said gave yourselves permission to explore and not be held back by convention and constraints and that you've liberated yourselves in in doing this to go through this massive creative process which is so multifaceted in what you do with composing your own music with that narrative for women um, and I've seen some of your your videos and there's choreography involved as well there's and the the choreography that you use there's also sound in there using just physical sounds like clapping to give rhythm to the music so it's not um, purely a cappella and it's just beautiful absolutely stunning to listen to so I can't wait to um, for listeners to find you when they hear this interview and, and tap into the amazing work that you are doing. Could you just tell us about how you decided on the name Artemisia and what special significance that holds? 
Yeah, I can definitely take this one. So uh, Artemisia, um, there, there's, there's actually three. There's three Artemisias, or one that's a little bit close to Artemisia, <laughs> that um, share the name. We were inspired. They're all strong women of their own right. One was a naval queen, and she led uh, her husband's naval fleet into battle to victory. And all of her male counterparts said, I couldn't believe a woman can do this. You're just like the men. And at the time, that was a very high and mighty compliment. <laughs> um, <laughs> and all of the great philosophers wrote about her. Um, and she was held as an equal, which was special at the time. There's also uh, a fairly well-known painter who wrote or painted some fairly graphic images, very um, outside of her time, maybe ahead of her time, uh, that were very female forward as well. And then, of course, there's the goddess Artemis, the goddess of the hunt, um, another very trailblazing female. So it's not lost on us that there are three women uh, that inspired the name Artemisia, and there are three of us in the yes, group. Yes, I was going to ask you if you know each of you have an affinity with one of those in particular. <laughs> or are you aligned to all of them? Do you think? It depends on the day. <laughs> I mean, my my first name is Diana, and so I, I tend to go towards Artemis the Huntress because um, that's her Latin name to the Greek Artemis. So I'll, you know, I mean, but you know, I'll, I could take I could take on the the crazy wartime graphic images or the ship captain. I mean, I'll I'll take whatever. You know? <laughs> Whichever one falls on me on whatever particular day. You know, whenever we're singing, we'll, we'll trade off parts often. You know, <laughs> someone will sing the lower part, someone will sing the higher part, middle. We do trade off. We're very egalitarian in our group. Uh, so, you know, we'll, we'll share the Artemisia uh, on the day-to-day -day basis. That's How about fantastic. that? I feel like this... Oh, go ahead, yes. No, that's fine, Diana. You go ahead. Uh, I just uh, riffing off of what Alex just said, I feel like this group has really taught me and reminded me how interdependent we are and how much we learn from each other all the time. We we, we were in rehearsal yesterday and there's sections of songs where um, <laughs> we just sometimes we forget whose part is whose um, and we will sing each other's part, especially if one of us forgets to sing the other person. Somebody else will just come in as if. We were just we just needed to, to fill the space with the part and well it's not there so I'll jump in, um, and then we look at each other like wait a second that's not that wasn't your part <laughs> and then we laugh, um, but I think that's that's a real indication of what we do for each other as women in the larger in larger life I think is that we 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 jump in for each other um, and we make sure that the job gets done um, regardless of who was quote assigned to do the job we also see someone who needs help who needs support and we say I I'm there what do you need um, and I feel like that's something that this group in a musical sense and a and a sense is, as just friends um, and collaborators we, we do this for each other I love that I love that and you are so right that women are naturally empaths and we have this empathy for each other and we can just see a need so easily identify with that need and we're there ready to to meet it if we can so yeah, that's a, a wonderful quality to identify and see that at play within your group and how that really is the way in which we can be there for each other outside of this and you've got this greater vision that it's 
I love this about the three of you because your vision is is bigger than yourselves. It's you don't have this this vision as being successful as artists in my mind for the sake of your own success. You have, as you said, a story, a narrative, a purpose that is far greater than you, you know, as individuals or as a group, which just gives so much scope to allow you to keep growing um, and for you to, to reach so many and connect with so many women around the world. So I, w I wish you all, you know, such success with the work that you're doing. I know we would, um, Diana and I just had a quick chat before we started the interview and I asked uh, Diana about COVID and, uh, you know, what, how COVID was impacting on you as individuals and as a group at the moment, um, because maybe that means that you are not able to perform in the way that you normally would. Um, who wants to chat about that? Yeah, I mean, in a way we're so lucky that we are three of us. We don't have any other musical um, partners in our group. It's just us three. Well, and we do everything else too, <laughs> but, um, we are thankfully, you know, able to be really careful and we just have more opportunities, um, to be making music together. Um, you know, we all live near each other too, so we can meet outside, you know, it's just, it's very, um, we're just very lucky that we can do that because we're such a small group. So we've had less of a, I would say, um, you know, impact, like there's no making music with your ensemble, you know, for so many people, like, you know, the Lyric Opera Orchestra, you know, has to cancel everything because there's a bazillion people. So we are really grateful in that sense. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, we recently, you know, had to reschedule performance because it just, you know, everything is, <laughs> everything is the way it is. And, um, We've just like this whole year has turned out completely differently than we thought. Um, we're we're making a new show right now, and um, you know we really we were gonna pre premiere it uh, this fall uh, at this festival, and you know there's no festivals right now, so we had to completely go a different way with that, and it's actually um, forced us to be like even more creative than we even knew we could, and and it's like. There's so much bad stuff about this time, but I think that there's a lot of silver linings. And I think a lot of groups are actually thinking about things in different ways. And we, we've, um, based on what we've just, you know, told you, you know, we've been thinking about some of these things for a while. And that's kind of one of the purposes of our group um, to tell um, a lot of different women's stories. But um, I think just everything being upended uh, in the world in so many different ways, um, right now, you know, socially and, um, also with COVID, I just think it's like prime time that we're just really delving into these ideas and having a lot of discussions. We have a lot of time to have a lot of discussions. It's really informed our performance, our research, what we think matters in our group and what we think, where we think our efforts should go. And, um, 
as a result of that, our season looks completely differently, but actually we're doing some really creative things that probably wouldn't have happened if the world wasn't the way that it is. Can I ask you, I've seen your some of your virtual um, choir uh, ensemble pieces that you've put together with some of your songs. Um, is that something that came about with COVID or is that something you were delving into before COVID started? I think we've seen a lot of growth happen during the COVID times of ensembles that want to sing and perform, specifically what happens when a woman, uh, because it is a song that can be performed remotely um, and has three parts. All you need is your body to perform it. You don't need an accompanist or pianist or anything. Um, It has that kind of unifying pulse and beat that goes throughout. and, and the kind of the beauty of it is that we haven't been putting it together. People have 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 reached out and, and found the song and found that asking questions right now are really meaningful to them. And how can we feel connected even though we're apart? And the song was kind of built in that way in a strange sense. I, I came up with the idea when I was sitting alone in my bedroom, <laughs> you know, and when I was and, uh you know, germinated on that and and drove home and was, you know, hearing the windshield wipers and came up with a body percussion rhythm that could go along with it and, and, and all of that. And this idea of the core idea being in isolation, but and thinking that maybe you're alone, but that other people all around the world are having the same idea or the same questions or, you know, want to dig into to or, or feeling the same way that you are, but you didn't even know. That's kind of how it felt for me. It was this, it was an isolated and scary experience writing a song. Um, ironically, that's the power of this group. Diana p- pulled that uh, that confidence out and and said, "We all can write. We all need to write. People have the same questions, and people want to want to hear you, and people want to sing want to sing your music." And it's it's very funny uh, that that like that power um, has been shown within our group, within myself, and then we're seeing it now in COVID. People still want to make music and um, they want to make these projects. Yeah, well, uh, did you, um, how did you, did people come to you to create this virtual choir for that song or how did it all come together? We've been, we've, uh, we decided, you know, when when people started to find to, to be interested in the song, we uh, made the sheet music available uh, on, online uh, on our site for purchase, and we've had a whole. I mean, especially over the last year, we've had so many pre-COVID as well as now, so many ensembles and singers, uh, people from all over all over the world have have purchased this music and been in touch with us. Um, and throughout this COVID period, we've had some people contact us directly saying, "Hey, I'd like to create." A virtual choir version of this. Oh, I purchased this music for my choir, my school, my uh, and and we were sure we we're going to be able to do this in in our school time, but we are all at home now. Can we still achieve this goal um, virtually from our own from each of my own students' computers? I'm going to have them record their voice and then send it to me, and then I'm going to put them all together into an audio video representation of it. This is the process that a lot of choral directors and, and conductors are going through right now to try and keep their ensembles going since schools aren't in session in a lot of places in the states and um 
and gathering in large groups is not possible. So this is this is the the negotiation. A lot of choirs and and music group makers are are trying to figure out how, how to move forward. And we're lucky that they want to move forward with this song of of ours, even though the original intent, the original idea they probably had for the song is not possible right now. I think some of them are are, are still. Some of them, on the flip side of that, are going getting getting to the song, finding the song during the COVID, the COVID time, saying we're gonna, you know, this is an option. I'm gonna make this option work. Um, maybe this other piece or, or something else that I had in mind wasn't isn't gonna um, isn't, isn't possible in the same way that maybe what happens when a woman is possible, like Alex was saying, it's it's possible to do remotely. But we sort of have been blissfully saying yes, 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 sure, do it, do it. We have been um, we've just been saying thank you to a bunch of a bunch so of it's been hands off for you you've really you've just handed it over given them the autonomy to follow through and do this which i mean it's um there's it's a win-win situation isn't it you know because it's giving more traction to your music that you're creating um and it's giving other people this amazing experience with this song and it, you know it did actually cross my mind where i thought wow, wouldn't this be wonderful to create this kind of virtual choir for women who had lost their voice because of domestic abuse? Um, I know from my own personal experience that that was very much something that happened to me. I was so disempowered in that relationship and I had lost my voice and my ability to speak up about what I needed and what I deserved. And um, and it wasn't until after I came out the other side of that abusive relationship that I began to find my voice again. But it took time and it took um it was very gradual because there is so much shame and embarrassment that is associated with um abuse that women feel and the shame and embarrassment is like wearing this heavy cloak and it really does rob you of um of your dignity of your self-esteem and um and and your voice you know you feel as though you don't have a voice anymore in life and i just thought that would be such a wonderful way for for women like that to um to find their voice again and i I believe that everybody has a voice. I don't um, think everybody has to um, have the best voice, but um, but it is very liberating to allow people to try and find their voice in singing, I think. Um, those people that don't see themselves as singers, I've seen amazing results with people like that who um, are taken into a choir and allowed a voice and what that does for a person's self-confidence and their self-esteem is 
just beautiful it's just absolutely beautiful so yeah I don't know I'm planting a seed there girls I don't know whether it's something (laughs) (laughs) that sounds I mean you just described something that sounds utterly amazing and, and powerful and I think um you just touched on something that is so what makes um choral singing so powerful is and so personal and so wonderful <laughs> um because you you have so much more power as a group and you um the result of music you know it, it, the 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 music that the choir makes is so much more amazing than just you right i mean there's i mean i think a solo voice is beautiful too but not just even talking about you know musical beauty just the um the choir is more than the sum of its parts right you you come in and you lend your voice whatever that voice may be and so and so lends their voice and then there's a million bodies and then it's this one it's this one body you know and, and that's that's what makes that's what makes choral music amazing a quick question Do you ever wish you had more confidence to work through conflicts in your relationship? And do you wish that you had the courage to face the things that are holding you back? Or have you left the relationship and you just don't know how to start piecing your life back together again? Do you feel like it's impossible to have something better? Now, I'm not talking about putting your safety at risk to achieve a better life. I am talking about putting your safety first and doing the things you need to do to achieve the things you deserve. Maybe you're afraid that help and support is out of your reach. I know this feeling. I used to feel this way too. That's why I wanted to make things super easy for you. So I've put together a couple of offers to help you get started. You can access these offers easily by going to www.sandyj.com.au. The first offer is a free guide with five tips to gain confidence and courage to deal with the tough stuff. If you are feeling confused and scared about how to move forward, this guide is a great resource to help you get started. The second offer is a discovery call, which is my gift to you, which was just for the month of November, but I wanted to extend this offer all through December and January as I know the holiday season can be an especially challenging time of the year where people need extra support. This is also the time when many of us ask ourselves if it's time for something better, if it's time for something more than what we currently have. To give you an idea of what to expect in this call, we have a chat about where you're at, what you are struggling with, and what solution you are looking for. I want you to have useful tips you can implement in your life today to help you get started on the road to recovering control over your life and your choices. How's that sound? Now, back to today's show. 
Well, we haven't worked with with a group like you're describing. I mean, as amazing and as transformative as that sounds, I don't. I, there may be a group like that out there, uh, a group of people who sing who identify as survivors of of, of, um, of violence, sexual or domestic violence. Um, that's us. I mean, we we have not worked with a group like that, but we have worked with groups of young women, um, and um, and so many of them. Uh, are f- trying to find their confidence, or at least it seems that way to us when we come in and work with them, and um, and seeing what happens when uh, <laughs> what happens when they start to uh, gain confidence from each other, um, and when they sing loudly, then maybe they feel like they've been given permission to sing in the past. When they sing with more breath and with more body, uh, just even just the kinesthetic changes are amazing. Not to mention, uh, we'll often talk with them during an, uh, the, a workshop will give, for instance, about how they would answer the questions in the song or how they feel about certain certain issues in the song and um, and seeing what they have to say and hearing them hear each other and then sing the song is also really special. Um, we love thinking about this as a music-making experience and as a confidence-building experience, the song. I think you, the three of you would feel this too. I know when I, I sing with my husband and when we harmonise, there's you can just feel the connection between you. There's this, this etheric connection that is just so strong and there's such a, such a bond that is created when voices are joined, which is just quite inexplicable it's just you know really hard to put into words what actually happens when voices connect with each other and there's this harmony that is found and there's just this warmth and this energy that just resonates from that connection which as you said the kinesthetic you can physically feel what the music is doing and what these sounds are doing to you on a physical level and it's quite extraordinary and so i'm a big big believer in the healing power of music and i think it is that universal language where words are not required sound has this energy this vibration which works on a very deep level with inside of ourselves which really can help on a very deep and profound level you touched on your mission but i'd really love you to talk more about that mission that you have with a a younger demographic and what that actually is could you explain that for the listeners i can start i guess uh we all three of us are really dedicated educators um and we came into Artemisia that way, uh, uh, loving to teach. And we discovered, in particular with what happens when a woman, um, considering it, it, it got such traction and also has such a great story behind it. It's Alex's, I don't know if she said this, but it's her first composition that she was willing to share with others. Wow. Alex, but, um, but... Uh, big, big applause. <laughs> But she brought it. There's a, you know, there's. I don't. I, like I said, I don't want to speak with you if you want to tell this story yourself. But that she brought it in with some. Oh, I don't know if this is the right thing. I'm not sure how I feel about this song, and uh, telling the story of how she she brought it in, not sure about it, and how 
it blew us away and we were like, oh, let's make this into something. We're going to create, we're going to, we're going to amplify what you have as a seed and we're going to create this, this, uh, arrangement around it and, um, and, and make, make it something that we three can sing together. Um, that story, um, has really made the song special, not to mention the content and the questions and the fact that, um, that it's uh, got body percussion and it's such a kinesthetically engaging song. Um, that song has been a real uh, point of traction for us with young singers, um, though we've also worked with singers of all ages with that song. Um, but uh, aside from that, we just love working with young people. Uh, the other, one of the other things we specialize in talking about is cross-cultural singing and, and singing in, uh, in ways and in modes that, at least in the States, people aren't necessarily always taught to sing in, in school. Uh, so we love to come into a uh, middle school choir or high school choir and just uh, explode all of their brains singing in different ways <laughs> that they don't hear in their school setting um, or, you know, in their on their Spotify playlists. Like, they just don't hear it necessarily. And then we, we get to be the ones to turn them on to what it sounds, what, what music from the Republic of Georgia sounds like or music from South Africa or music from uh, different parts of South America or music from Appalachian, the Appalachian uh, regions of the United States. They might not have heard that music before. So we get to do that and, and, and talk about what does it mean to sing that music um, and, and to be respectful and to do your research and to understand how do you do it how do you do it respectfully, uh, despite the fact that you, 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 none of us come from all of the traditions, so we're always going to be stepping into a tradition that isn't ours if we're going to be singing across cultures. Mm -hmm. um, and how do we do that with respect to all the cultures we're singing from um, and, and with an understanding that we, we are not them all. We are just trying to bring them all to a certain moment in time so that an audience can hear them all uh, from, from us. So we love to do all of those things with young people. And we're, we're starting to talk about doing composition workshops and songwriting workshops with young people because we all had to get up the courage to become people who write. And we love to share that process and that... Still getting getting up the courage. Yeah. <laughs> um, to share that story with other other young people because um, we, we all need support of someone telling us you can do it. I really think we do. That's yeah, and it's wonder. never uh, it's it's a process. It's never just done, you know. And I think that's a really important thing to talk to younger people about because, um, you know, I still fall into the trap of thinking that once you work on something within yourself or your life or something, then you're just good forever. You know, <laughs> that's like never the case. So, um, you know, to just being real with students. And um, some of the um, exciting conversations we have are, um, well, they're all exciting, but we like to talk about um, like what, what life really looks like for a musician who makes money on doing music things for their job. Um, and it's just like, you just can't even fathom the random things that you do, you know? <laughs> and, and it's really fun to kind of open, um, young students eyes about like hey I'm interested in music but you know the only path I see is going to college and either becoming getting music ed degree or getting like a classical music degree and 
um, just telling them about how it really is, not like really how um, university programs kind of lay it out to be with what classes you take and all this kind of stuff um, is really is really fun for us because we do a million different things um, in all of our jobs combined. Um, and it's it's a it's a crazy life, you know. Yeah, Caitlin, <laughs> I really love that you touched on that, and I'm really glad that you're having those kinds of conversations with young people, because um, young people might actually be deterred from following a path in music, which because they might think that there's no way of actually succeeding in that with monetizing it and having that financial stability that you need your bread and butter and that's there's you know there is let's let's debunk that myth right now and and just share with listeners you know anybody who might be listening who is one of those people who has a passion for music and would love their dream would be to to follow that path as a career path you know what advice would you have for them on that practical level about the scope that there is in the big wide world out there to actually make a living out of the thing that you're passionate about the first thing that comes to mind for me is Man, being a musician is not just about doing the music. Unfortunately, you have to be willing to wear as many hats as you can, and especially the hats that you don't feel comfortable wearing. <laughs> you know, you may not feel comfortable building a website, but if you're just starting out, guess what? You get to build that website for yourself. And just having that like entrepreneurial spirit, it's right there at the heart of music. You don't have to follow anyone else's path. Um, in order to do it. I just think that having a, a willingness and an eagerness to, to be wrong and to fail spectacularly along the process because you're not gonna know. You're not gonna know how to do it all and you'll learn from people that you admire and hopefully you have a vast community of people that you can lean on and who can support you, someone who may know more about finance or someone who may know more about PR or publicity or all those things. Just remembering that you're not an island but that you also are able to do a lot more than just the music and that will really really help um, get you started just by just by telling yourself that you know even if I can't I can learn um, and I don't need permission to try this right no one needs to tell me that it's okay for me to do music right um, if I if you feel compelled to do it do it there's so many ways to do it um, and you may not have even seen anyone's story that looks like yours because we all are really unique on a musical journey yeah that's great advice I've got uh, one of my children is very artistic and she's a great illustrator and um, and she's at a stage in her education now where she had to make some decisions and she had this conflicting um, conflicting conversation going on in her head with uh, I should be a marine biologist because I care about the environment and um, I love art I just I live, eat and breathe art, you know. And so she chose subjects which went down that practical path of thinking that she was going to have 
uh, career, a better career opportunity path with uh, becoming a marine biologist. And then she discovered that maths and science were really not her strengths. <laughs> 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 and I, and I just said to her, Dally, just this is your talent. This is you can monetize this. Your you know your work is commercial. Don't think that you cannot be a success with following an artistic pursuit because you it's absolutely possible so but i think that's something that a lot of people will talk themselves out of that when they're highly creative people and and, and it's not their fault because there'll be a lot of other people too putting that negative um talk into their heads saying well how are you going to make money out of doing that and because of their their perception too, which is a mis, misconception. So um, it's lovely to hear you speak about it that way and for you to say put on as many hats as you can and what you don't know, you don't know right now, but it doesn't mean that you can't learn what you need to know. Yeah, no, wonderful, absolutely wonderful. Now, I would love to know what is something that is, has been influential for all of you in helping you to overcome your struggles that you've faced in your life? Oh, man, that's a, that's a heavy one. I, my mind immediately just goes to community. I'm... I'm, I'm my personality type is if you'll indulge me sorry about this but um is like a terrible combination of like a go-getter who would needs to be like has very specific definition of like success and um like also a person who just wants to like stay home and do nothing so it, I mean for me like having that just community um, you know, is completely paramount, like, even when I think I don't need it or don't feel like engaging, you know, with friends or colleagues or family or anything like that. Um, I always feel better afterwards. So that's, that's definitely my number one, um, form of support for, you know, getting through, um, struggles. You know, so don't be an struggles. island. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Um, who wants to go next, Diana or Alex? Sure, I can go next. Um, yeah, I think in this particular time, it's so easy to be an island. Uh, it's 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 the default is that because uh, we're just not in our in our normal habits of socializing with people. Uh, I've definitely found like if we're speaking specifically to this sort of this moment we're in, I've definitely gone into like peaks and troughs of feeling like I can overcome the obstacles that I'm in or that I'm facing. Um, and I think, I think firstly being able to look at myself in the mirror and say like, it's okay to have a really rough day or it's okay to feel like you didn't do the things you wanted to or feel the way you wanted to feel or to, to, to have days where you're like, I, if you're, you could say to yourself, oh geez, I failed today. It's like, no, you, 
it's okay to not necessarily, you know, Caitlin was saying that she wants to be a go-getter. She's have these goals for herself. I think most people who are in freelance music uh, and, and taking creative risks like we are, we have to set up our own goals and our own um, our own sort of schedules and, um, and be our own motivators because we don't have uh, a boss telling us to do X, Y, and Z uh, due by a certain day. We, we all have to look at ourselves and say, this is what we want for our lives, so we're going to get up tomorrow and, and, and achieve that. And some days that's hard to do. Um, when it seems like the world has shut your career path down, which is the way it feels right now for a lot of artists, especially in the States. Um, and so I feel like we have to keep talking to each other and saying, like, I had a hard day. And then somebody can say back to us, so did I. And then you can talk about it and then figure out how to how to have a better day the next day. But but allowing yourself to uh, to be real about the situation that you're in if you're in a tough spot. And um and give yourself time to, to like process that. Um, I also feel like as we three move through this moment and, and our careers together, uh, we really do support each other and we have different strengths and different weaknesses. And working together, I mean, that speaks back to what uh, Alex and Caitlin were saying about uh, being freelancers and, and being, being people pursuing musical careers is that you know, lucky for us, Alex is somebody who learned how to design a website, and so she designed our website. <laughs> um, and, um, you know, Caitlin has a really deep background in education and in curriculum, and so we look to Caitlin. Hey, Caitlin, like, how should we program this curriculum for this workshop? You know, we, we find ourselves in, in, in pockets that, that support the others. Uh, so if, if um, you know, and like Alex uh, does a lot of management and, and um and operations work for a chamber ensemble and she maybe is on the phone or on the computer all day long today doing emails for them and we can say hey Alex we'll talk a little bit first until you so you can like wrap your brain around the end of your day like we just try and keep um spinning plates for each other as best as we can it's lovely that you've got um that support from each other and what about you Alex yeah it's I mean that spinning plate thing is so true and that's something I need to remember more is that I'm not an island I think we've said that phrase a few times and it's it's really helpful I I like to think of myself as one of those textbook introverts but I also like really love people too Um, and I have to remember that you know so I kind of have two coping mechanisms or things that I go to I have my introverted activities I love journaling and reconnecting with myself sometimes I feel like my brain can just go 3,000 miles a minute and there's just too much going on to process and how can I do it and how can I and sometimes just having that internal conversation with myself and like an outlet to to write or even compose um, that's how I started composing music was as an outlet for myself it's that place that I can sit and I can go to and I can just create a space where I can just make sounds um, and feel better and heal um, as I need to but then the other side of that is that I really do need and I've found this more and more the older that I've gotten to feel that I am a part of a community and to be reminded by people that I trust um, so deeply that I am loved and that I am worthy and that I have a safe space and like even people that think that they're isolated and think that they're (laughs) introverts like you it's everything to have those people around you um, in every area of your life because there will always be difficulties and shortcomings. And I suffer from doubt often and I suffer from perfectionism often. And it's just really great to like, especially if you have a community of women um, to say, 
No, you can stand on your own two feet. You're worth it. Take up the space. That song is awesome. You know, all those things, having those cheerleaders in your life and in my life has been everything um, to get through difficult times. I love these pearls of wisdom that you've shared. Diana, you know, you're saying be kind to yourself was such a, a gift to give to other people to say that this is where it starts because there's no... There's no merit, there's no joy, there's no recovery to be found in beating yourself up when you're already feeling down. Um, and Alex, you know, you've shared your vulnerabilities and you, what you perceive to be your weaknesses, but it's quite interesting because many times what we perceive to be our weaknesses are actually our greatest strengths and um that you speak your truth and you do it in that uh, that way where you put pen to paper and just allow yourself to express what is going on deep down inside of yourself is very very powerful and it's a great tip uh, to share with other people is get it out just get that stuff out of yourself and let it go down on a piece of paper you don't need to revisit it you don't need to look at it again but it is such a um a therapeutic practice to journal and to write about what you're going through and how you're feeling and just get it outside of yourself yeah so thank you very much for sharing those things uh, and I guess one other question is, what do you do when you need motivation to face challenging times? Oh, I think it's a community thing again for me. Like I need to, I need to hear what other people are doing, you know? Um, like I need to, if I'm stuck, like, you know, it's like mo motivation in any sort of way, whether it be in the, like a, you know, even just like a songwriting way or something or um, a creating way, you know, oh, just, you know, cons consume more media, like get more ideas in your head or like a motivation for, you know, being, trying to get out of a rut of feeling a certain way, you know, like, oh, see how someone else, you know, dealt with this. And it, it and also reminding yourself that that doesn't mean that you're not like a creative person, <laughs> you know, you're not, you're, or you're just following in someone else's footsteps and not making your own choices. It's, it's the, it, the outside influence is super important. Um, and, um, you know, just always just paying attention um, to what others are doing and seeking kind of comfort and, um, support and encouragement from just the existence of other people i think <laughs> yeah I, you've just touched on something which is part of being a performer and putting yourself out there is when you do that you have this incredible vulnerability because you don't know how people are going to receive you or receive what you are doing. And it takes a lot of courage, a lot of courage to put yourself 
out there as as a creative um, when you don't know whether you're going to get positive or negative feedback and that you know looking what we're always looking for is to get some positive feedback to encourage us to continue doing what we love doing um so yeah i just wanted to acknowledge that that that, you know i think that you are all very courageous with what you do you're you know very very talented um but you have to constantly be in uncomfortable places and push yourself through those uncomfortable places in sharing you know what you have created with others and i just take my hat off to you i think that um it's it's amazing what you do and um and I can understand the importance of what you said, Caitlin, about needing to get that feedback from other people because you need to have that positive reinforcement to say, oh, my goodness, I just love that. I just (laughs) love that. It's so much like that was just amazing. And when you hear that type of feedback, you're like, phew, I've done (laughs) the right thing. (laughs) I'm going to keep going with this very hard road that I am travelling on because it's not an easy path that you're on. And you do need a lot of courage to succeed at what you are doing. Um, but I love, I think that the way in which you are doing, going about this creative process together is just so strong. There's so much strength in it. There's such a strong foundation for you girls to just go from one success to the next. So, yeah. Is there anybody else who wanted to share anything about that whole subject of what you do to stay motivated when you're being challenged? I mean, I guess I would say, like, the only thing I could add to that is, um, is that while it's great to get that fee, it's sort of going off what Alex was saying earlier, that if it's, it's great to get that feedback that Caitlin mentioned, and to feel like you're in a community that is cheering you on and giving you, giving you good feedback about what's working and what's not working about what you're creating. Um, but at the same time, I think you do have to go back to yourself and say, hey, what am I doing for me and why I'm making this because I think this needs to be in the world regardless of what the outside world necessarily is going to judge me for or value or not the value about what I'm making or what I'm what I'm doing um, and sometimes uh, it's important to make and do things that are uh, challenging for others to uh, ingest or to witness um, um, and make people uncomfortable and make people ask difficult questions they don't want to ask. I think sometimes that's what artists need to do and we need to keep our compass, our internal compass there, saying we this is something that I need to do, this is something that's important to me, this is something that I need to say. And uh, and it might not please others, but it's something it's something we need to do. One hundred percent. That's yeah. That's I'm so glad that you said that. Okay. Now, what is one common myth about becoming empowered that you'd like to debunk? No one has to give that to you. You have it already, right? 
Yeah. You just have yeah. to get up and do it. It takes courage, but you have it. You know, no one, no one gives you the gift of empowerment. Right. We can, we can help each other there, certainly, but you, you already have what you need. You're enough. Awesome. Awesome. Is there anything else that you would have liked me to ask you or cover? This was a great conversation. <laughs> okay, good. All right. Well, what I'll do is I'll just ask um, now we're getting towards the end of the interview. Could you please share some links with the listeners for them to find you? Yeah, please visit us at artemisiatrio.com. And that's Artemis IA. And I'm sure you'll see it in the notes for the show. You will, too. You will definitely. And for the final question, because this podcast is the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast, what does this title mean to each of you as women? Sounds like the beginning and middle end of a story. Like you have your tiara, then you go through your hard times, and then you triumph. Um, that's something that occurs to me about the name of it. Um, and that the moral of the story is that all those things are always a cycle in all of us, that sometimes we feel like we are the, we are the ruler of the situation. Uh, and sometimes we feel like we are, we are not, (laughs) um, but, uh, but that it's the, the moving through that process that is the triumph of it. Uh, the sort of the journey, the journey, not the destination is what that makes me think of. Um, I think that that really applies to to the way at least I think about making art and making music, Um, is that we create these quote products or these performances or these songs, but uh, it's as much about the making of it and the sharing of it and the experiences of it that that we have and that we share with other people. It's as much about the moving through it as it is about the things that we make. I love that, Diana. Yeah, I mean, wow, I can't say anything. I mean, that was <laughs> that was an amazing interpretation, <laughs> Diana. Um, yeah, I mean, whatever your tiara may be, you know, it's, it's like a symbol, you know, it's just a symbol of the power that you already have. Um, and it's, it's, you know, that's also encompasses the tears you have to get through to get to your triumph. Um, and, you know, they're just symbols of things that happen every day in small cycles and um you just have to keep at it you know lovely Allie man those are those are all really good observations (laughs) (laughs) I love it um well I love the trifecta of teas um in the title um and I think I, I think that, you know, it's not this, that, or the other. You know, we can have a tiara and be triumphing and still be <laughs> having our tears shed at the end of a thing. You know, emotions and life is so malleable. And I think giving each other just some grace to just not, we don't necessarily know what someone else's triumph is at the time. You know, maybe someone's going through a difficult time, even though they look like they're having a success. Or, you know, it, it, we, we're all, it, all of those things are displays um, of emotion and they and the, everything can be appear to be so but just give each other some grace just know that we've all um, experienced all of those things and uh, I think just being willing to um, just be there through the tiaras tears and triumphs uh, that's the most important thing of all 
Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Diana, Caitlin and Alex for being on the podcast today. I love your work. I think you are all absolutely amazing and I wish you all every success and happiness in the world. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for having us. What happens when a woman takes power? What happens when she won't back down? What happens when a woman takes power? What happens? What happens? What happens when a woman takes power? What happens when she won't back down? What happens when a woman takes power? What happens when she wears the crown? What happens when she rules her own body? What happens when she sets the beat? What happens when she bows to nobody? What happens when she stands on her own two feet? What happens when a woman takes power? What happens when she won't back down? What happens when a woman takes power? What happens? What happens? What happens when a woman takes power? What happens when she won't back down? What happens when a woman takes power? What happens when she wears the crown? We all go through dark times. When we do, we often feel alone. This is a safe space for you to come and look for some light. I'm a survivor of an abusive relationship and for a long time I had no voice because I was too scared to speak up and speak out about what was happening to me. I couldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel but when I turned a corner in my life the light started filtering through and I left my old life behind. I am here now to help other women feel seen, heard and valued. I'm reaching out with my light shining on you to help you find your way out of the darkness. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. A note of encouragement. If you are struggling with your mental health, please reach out for support with some form of counselling. If you don't know where to start to find a counsellor, a good place to start is to talk with your doctor. There are also many online counselling supports available. And a word of advice, if the counsellor is not a good fit for you, try another. And if you need to, try another until you have one that is the right fit for you. Tune in again for the Tiara's Tears and Triumphs podcast, helping women who have been hurt to heal and grow, hosted by me, Sandy J. This program provides a safe place to work on inner peace and a strong mindset spells out how to spot the red flags, advises on ways to stay safe and work on effective safety planning, gives tips on how to look after you when things are tough, teaches empowerment strategies, 
acknowledges life's challenges and explores ways to meet these challenges head on to go from surviving to rising to striving and finally to thriving. The show includes interviews with other survivors who have come out the other side, who share their stories and insights, as well as interviews with therapists and people working in support roles. I am a survivor and I use my experience and skills to help other women like me. Please listen and be uplifted to rise in this safe space where dignity, kindness and compassion are treasured. And don't forget, if you need some support, I am here for you. I don't want any woman to suffer alone in silence. I don't want any woman to feel oppressed and feel that there is no way out. I want you to know that you can turn a corner. I am a life change facilitator. I help women regain control over their lives. You can find me at sandyj.com.au. Hey now, can you just pause a moment before you go? Because I need you to share your light and leave a review. Can you just take a quick minute to leave a review in iTunes to let other women know this is a show they can trust? It would mean the world to me if you could help shine a light for someone who can't see the light at the end of their tunnel. I need you to do this for someone else who needs some support and encouragement. If you like this show, please subscribe and you will automatically be updated with future episodes when they are released. And please share this podcast with anyone you know who it might help. Thank you so much for tuning in today, sending you lots of love and light and above all else, wishing you well. You are brilliant. Keep shining. Stay safe, Sandy.